After a tough matchup in their Big Ten opener last weekend, Hoosiers have a far more favorable one looking to get their first conference win of the season tonight. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? You know the drill. It's another episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you for making us your first listen this Wednesday, every single day of the week. I want to thank LinkedIn Jobs because they help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. IU had a a tough game, obviously, against Rutgers. That's that's gone. That's in the past. Miller Cop spoke to reporters on Tuesday. Basically gave that sentiment. The Rutgers game is in the past. We can't change it. Let's move on from it. Let's learn from it. Because there's another Big Ten game tonight. Like I said, a far more favorable one, one that hopefully will set up Indiana nicely going into probably two of their toughest games of the season. Hoosiers will host Nebraska, tip-off slated for 8.30 p.m. in Assembly Hall. It'll be on Big Ten Network. This is a series that the Hoosiers have dominated since Nebraska joined the Big Ten. Uh, they are 12 and six overall. Indiana is against Nebraska. Dominated might be a little harsh. They're 10 and six uh, since Nebraska joined the Big Ten, but they've won the last six games. Uh, so in recent history, dominated is not too harsh. Last year they played them twice. First meeting uh, came at home. IU won by 13. That was a game that. Um, Trace had 14, Race had 11 and 11. Tamar Bates had 13 points, probably his best game of the season last year. It'd be nice if he did that again uh, tonight. But that was ugly win. A lot of the wins last season were ugly. If I recall correctly, that was a game IU led pretty big, and 13 was a, a generous scoreline towards Nebraska. They also beat him on the road, which is a rare feat for Indiana last season. Trace had 23 and 12. Race had 12 and 7. Jordan Geronimo had 10 and 8. Um, so IU won both those games last season. They have not lost to Nebraska since January 14th of 2019. That was a 25th ranked Indiana team getting whooped by Nebraska by 15 points. Uh, but. Like I said, since then, IU has won uh, home and away. They beat them in the Big Ten tournament in 2020 as well. Beat them handily. And you know how hard it is for IU to win a Big Ten tournament game. Uh, So beat them by 25 points in that one. But ultimately a series that while Nebraska um, gave Indiana some good good contest and won their fair share of games when they first joined the conference. Indiana is 
controlling this series now. Ideally, and kind of based on the projections, IU will continue controlling the series tonight. Ken Palm has them as a 12-point favorite, 72-60 to 60 the projected score, with an 87% win probability. Bet online is even more generous, has IU favored by 13 points. An over-under of 137.5, which uh, Ken Palm would be the under, however much you want to put into that. That feels like about right where I would put things at 12 to 13 point mark. I don't know that I would have much betting advice on this one. We'll talk about bet online here in a bit, but um, if it'd be anything, it might be a bounce back game from Trace or um, a big night from one of the role players. Role players typically play better at home versus on the road. This is a Nebraska team that... um, doesn't have a ton of size and they struggle to uh, get any blocks basically defend the interior particularly well uh, they have a couple of tall guys but they're young they have a seven footer a 611 player and a 610 player but they're a freshman and two sophomores um, so you would think Trace's experience would help their uh, their tallest player that kind of plays active minutes is Derek Walker, who we're going to mention. He is their best player at 6'8", a forward. Uh, Trace is going to have a, a nice little matchup there, but if you're, if you're wanting to bet on anything, I would look at some player props for Trace in a potential bounce-back game from him. But let's dive into this Nebraska team a little more in-depth, get a look at uh, their Ken Palm stats and their raw numbers through this season. Before we do that, let's talk about today's sponsor, uh, LinkedIn. Shout out to them. Uh, they These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for small businesses. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's simple. You guys have heard me mention it before. You just post your job using that link we gave or we said. You add it to kind of, you know, your network so people can see it. They have tools that uh, basically are screening questions to filter through applicants so that you aren't wasting your time, basically interviewing people that might not be the right fit. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen today, every single day. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you guys get podcasts at. Let's look, take a look at Nebraska. Ken Palm has them rated as the 83rd team uh, in the nation, which is still the fourth hardest opponent Indiana has faced because of that 
one way high variance non-conference schedule we'll say uh nebraska though is a team that will enter this game at six and three with losses to st john's ranked 44th oklahoma ranked 32nd memphis ranked 29th for reference i use ranked 10th now that being said nebraska is coming off a win against number 21 creighton on the road a very impressive win by them when i say number one that's ken palm rating uh, so a very good Creighton team that uh, Nebraska just beat. The rest of their wins are, are fairly easy, relatively speaking, easy games. Though they beat Florida State and Boston College, albeit two teams that are struggling in the ACC this year. Uh, so Nebraska maybe not quite the pushover they were at times during that kind of six-game winning streak Indiana had, but still a team that is going to be toward the bottom of the Big Ten this season uh they are right now by ken palm uh projected to be f- um projected to finish seven and 13 which is the second worst record in the big 10 only minnesota is worse so gives you a sense of where they fall in this hierarchy if you look at some of their um kind of efficiency numbers they're very Average, slightly above average, 104th in offense, 74th in defense, and adjusted efficiency, 291st in adjusted tempo. They, they're going to play slow. Um, I don't know the tempo really changes a whole lot for Indiana this season. They can play fast. They can play slow. Biggest strengths, they don't send people to the foul line. Uh, they are third in the country in opponent free throw attempted per field goal attempted. So they aren't putting guys on the line. We'll see if that's the case on or tonight with Trace and Race and Malik on the interior and Xavier and hopefully Jalen Hood Shafino getting to the rim. We'll see if they can defend without fouling. Something Indiana certainly is not doing uh, a great deal of. Outside of that, some <laughs> I mean opponents aren't shooting free throws well against them, which that's completely luck. Uh, but, I mean, Indiana isn't a good free throw shooting team, so maybe they'll they'll continue that. Bizarrely, opponents are shooting 59.3% uh, against them from the free throw line, which is a crazy low number. Now, that being said, that's barely ahead of what Nebraska is shooting, 62.2% as a team. So, free throws are going to be ugly tonight, most likely. Um, and then they shoot decently from, from two-point land. 43rd in the country, they shoot 55%. They shoot 32% from three, though. So what you're looking at is a team that they're 55th in offensive rebounding. They can score inside the interior, but that's about it. They're not going to score at the free throw line. They get shots blocked a lot. They uh, turn the ball over a fair amount. It's just a a team that has not been great this season. They're not fast. They're just a very average offense uh, that doesn't really have a whole lot of, at least on paper, threatening parts to it. Now, if you look at some of the individuals, we mentioned Derek Walker is presumably the guy that might draw a fair amount of matchup against Trace. What Indiana has done in the past is put race on some of these matchups, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one that takes Derek Walker to start. He's only played four games though. And so uh, someone who 
is I don't want to say rusty. He's played the last four games and he had 22 points in that win over Creighton had 20 and 13 against Florida state. Uh, so someone that got a, a, a slow start to the year just by not being available, but he's available now averaging 16.8 and 9.5. Um, he's, he's their, their top guy, their top scorer. And I mean, you have to take a lot of those stats with a grain of salt. If uh, Derek Walker wasn't there for the first five games of the season, the last four games uh, were a loss to Memphis, win over Florida State, win over Boston College, win over Creighton. So maybe a lot of these stats aren't exactly, um, they don't paint the whole picture of what this team is because Walker hasn't been available. He shoots 73% from the field. Those are McKenzie Holmes numbers. Uh, he's not going to stretch the floor. He's only a 50% free throw shooter, uh, but it's going to be a, an interesting matchup for Indiana. Like I said, he is listed at uh, 6'8", 232 pounds, so I wouldn't be surprised if Race is the one that starts out on him. I think there are going to be a number of guys cycle through. This is one of those games where theoretically having – as much depth as you do in the front court can just wear someone down because you have a lot more bodies than they do. And you can keep throwing guys out there on him, fresh guys out there to wear him down outside of him. Sam Grissel is averaging 11.3 points, 5.6 rebounds, 4.9 assists shooting 50% from the field, but only 35% from three. Uh, Kisei Tominaga. Uh, is their sharpshooter 10 points per game shooting 41.7% from three on four attempts per game. So he does a lot of the heavy lifting and that really bad three point shooting numbers we gave. Uh, he is responsible for um, a good chunk of their, of their made three pointers, 15 of their 59. So uh, about a little over 20% of their, um, 25.4% of their makes from range are from him. So he's going to be on the scouting report. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, on paper, they have a number of guys who are averaging a lot of points, but that's going to be, uh, that's going to change a little bit. Juwan Gary, CJ Wilcher, both were over 10 points. I mean, that obviously is taking into account the games that Walker played or did not play, excuse me. So if you look at that Creighton game, for example, um, Walker had 22, Gristle had 18 and 12, Gary had 12 points and nine rebounds. Tominaga, uh, was one of five and didn't shoot a three pointer. So that gives you a, maybe a different sense, a more accurate sense of what this team could look like with Walker healthy. Uh, that Boston college game, uh, you're looking at Walker scoring 10, Tominaga scored 23 off the bench, four or five from three. So he's not someone that starts, but he's someone that's going to come in and make an impact for this team. Nick Zizloff esque. So somebody to, to monitor while Nebraska might be a bad three point shooting team overall. He is not. So I'm sure he's going to be, like I said, on that scattering report. Overall, this is a game though. Indiana should be winning, especially given the situation uh, the desire to bounce back and pick up a win heading into those games against uh, Arizona and Kansas. 
It's going to be a tough stretch for Nebraska. They play at Indiana versus Purdue and then Kansas State on a neutral court. Um, Have fun with that. Those are three tough games, especially back-to-back Big Ten games against Indiana and Purdue. I don't know how many teams are going to do that this year. I cannot imagine a tougher back-to-back in the Big Ten than those two games. Excited for this one. Assembly Hall, Big Ten game. A late game seems to really amp up the environment. Let's win this one. Let's head into this this back-to-back stretch against Arizona and Kansas with some momentum, some positive momentum. Now, we talked yesterday about the men's net rating that came came out. The women's net ranking came out as well. Let's look at IU because, boy, you're going to struggle to find a team with a better resume so far than what the Hoosiers have. We'll talk about them in a moment, but first, BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. We mentioned uh, if you're wanting a betting angle on this one, 13 feels a little high, even though I, I have a lot of faith in this IU team and I think they match up well with Nebraska. It's hard to, to considering they just lost, it feels weird to say take IU minus 13. It's a lot of points. Um, if I were leaning anywhere, I would probably lean in towards Indiana to cover, but I don't feel great on that uh, line. Maybe monitor it, see if it comes down a little bit. To do that, you can head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. IU women's basketball team was named team of the week by the NCAA, this NCAA.com. Um, it's a, just kind of a, an annual piece that they put out, not annual weekly piece. They put out awarding a team, team of the week honors and IU beating the breaks off of UNC and then coming back with that nice win against, um, Illinois. That is about as good as anybody's going to get. So they got team of the week honors. They're number five in the NCA.com power rankings. The polls were released this week. Indiana is number four in the AP poll, just marginally behind Ohio State for third. South Carolina and Stanford are one, two. But in the coaches poll, IU is number three, their highest ranking ever for the program. Number four tied it. Number three is the highest ranking ever. They just flip-flopped with Ohio State in that one. So your number three ranked Indiana Hoosiers uh, based on the coaches poll. On, based on the net ranking, which we mentioned is something the tournament committee cares a lot about. Indiana is number four. South Carolina is one. Stanford is two. UConn is three. They're ranked sixth in both, pol- both polls, but it's UConn and they've played a hell of a schedule. They are number three, and your Hoosiers are number four. We broke down a little bit the various um, LinkedIn got a lot of free advertising on the uh, on the uh, YouTube show today because I forgot to switch the uh, nameplate. But we mentioned the breakdown uh, for quad one wins are one through thirty at home, one through fifty on the road. 1 through 75 or 1 through 50 neutral 1 through 75 on the road. IU is 4 and 0 
in or for quad one games. They have four quad one wins. The UNC game, the Tennessee game, even as much as Tennessee has struggled, uh, Tennessee is still a quad one win. They're 31st in the country right now. And then the Memphis game, which we didn't talk a ton about, that was a neutral site game. Uh, that is barely a quad one win right now, but it was neutral site at the Las Vegas invite. Obviously, there were some other things we talked about from that. And then on Sunday, that game that IU snuck out against Illinois was a quad one win because Illinois is 20th in the net ranking. Boy, oh boy. If you look at Big Ten teams, uh, Indiana is first, and then Michigan is at number 13. They're your next Big Ten team. Ohio State is 15th uh, as your next Big Ten team. Iowa is 16th. Illinois is 20th. Uh, and then there's a bit of a drop-off to Nebraska, uh, Michigan State, Purdue, Maryland, all the way down at 38th. Quite a drop-off for Maryland, considering how long that they – dominated the big 10 although it is early december and maryland is still maryland i i fully believe they're going to get things figured out just based off reputation if nothing else iu has a pair of quad two wins as well their other game in las vegas came against auburn 83rd uh auburn was or is in the net ranking uh, so that is a quad two win and then another quad two win surprisingly and borderline um i don't think it's going to get all the way up to a quad one win but it's a a very safe quad two win is against a bowling green which i don't know that anybody at the time thought that was a quad two win because i you beat the brakes off of them by 35 that's a that was a quad two win they come in at uh 54th uh if considering it's a home game Top 60 is a, a quad two win, so I guess they could slip out a little bit. I don't know that it'll stay a quad two win. I I, I had the numbers wrong on that. But um, for now, it's a quad two win, so uh, a big one from Indiana there. So you can pretty much save for maybe like your South Carolina, perhaps your Stanford. You can put this resume up with anybody else so far. And it's going to match up and arguably be better than uh, theirs. Stanford has played a pretty tough schedule. Honestly, just based purely on resume, IU probably has a better one than Stanford, just eyeballing it. Uh, Stanford has a win against Gonzaga and a loss against South Carolina. South Carolina is levels above everyone else. They beat Maryland. They beat Stanford. They beat UCLA. All those teams were ranked. They beat Memphis. Yeah, uh, they're levels above everyone else. Uh, it's South Carolina and then the rest of the field. But the rest of the field, IU might be the best team in that bunch. And that's a good thing. That's uh, that. This is a really, really good IU team. Led by McKenzie Holmes right now, who is playing as well as anybody in the country. Hopefully to be joined eventually sooner rather than later by grace Berger. thanks again guys for making locked on hoosiers your first listen every day we'll be back with you tomorrow to recap the nebraska game for your next listen check out the locked on sports today podcast the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps 
and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter if you do not already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. You guys know all of that stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, make sure you have a great Wednesday. Get through that hump day as best as you can. And as always, Elio.